Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is New York Game Day presented by Bet365. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. Slowman's low prices, zero sacrifices. For a hundred years, Slowman's has been a staple in home comfort. Call 1-866-OIL-DEAL. And by Nissan, you deserve a car that thrills you. And Nissan's got an exciting full line that'll put goosebumps on your goosebumps. Experience the thrill yourself. Shop your local Nissan store at Nissan.com today. Welcome in hour two of New York Game Day. This is my third hour because I started at 7 a.m. with Fantasy Forecast, so I had to think about it for a second. And Mike Tannenbaum joins us on the program. Uh, Mike, how you doing? Happy Super Bowl 58 morning to you, my friend. How are you? Good morning. A little sort of mixed feelings, you know, very excited for today in the game. But isn't this uh, our last show for a minute? I, I said that this morning, you know, it's kind of bittersweet, right? Like excited for the Super Bowl, but this is our last show uh, for quite a while. So, uh, yes, that is true. Uh, Amani and I have been talking about it for an hour now. We're both on the Kansas City side. So let's tee you up on that. Uh, who do you have winning today? Uh, Kansas City, um, I, and I think uh, that's where I know you are aligned, Anita. I just think if this game was played 10 times, guys, Kansas City would win six or seven. Um, I think the right side of the 49er offensive line has struggled of late. Colton McKivitz has given up 13 sacks in the postseason. And, um, you know, I'm just not going to go against Patrick Mahomes. They got uh, the better quarterback, the better kicker, the better defense. Better defensive coordinator. <laughs> Yeah, I, yeah, I threw that in there too. I thought you were going to come right at me, Imani, when I yeah. called out your Michigan reared rookie kicker, who's been egregiously inconsistent for the Forty ers Yeah, that's uh, that's disturbing. But you know, I I just don't. Yeah, that is such a when you have a long drive, you get all the way into the red zone, you fall short, then you're like, oh, at least we got three points, and then your kicker messes up. That's just such a gut punch mentally on the sideline. Tried to have to deal with, but uh, but yeah, it's unfortunate that he's a Michigan guy. Maybe some some people play their best football uh, in college. You know, it's not it's not you know out of the ordinary. A lot of there's a lot of players that are great in college that don't succeed in the NFL. But you know, I, I feel like one of the biggest keys for me is I don't look at this wide receiving core for the San Francisco 49ers as real route runners. Like, I, I don't think that these guys are, like, creating a, a, like a great amount of separation, and that's what they're known for. They're known for, once they get the ball in their hands, they can make things happen. And I just feel like watching the Kansas City Chiefs tackle over the last two games in the playoffs, three games in the playoffs, I just, I just don't think that this is going to be the game for Brandon, for, uh, Brandon Ayuk or for um, – uh, or for uh, Debo Samuels to really, you know, show what they can do because this team can tackle the football. 
All right, guys, let's let's talk about the over under in this matchup. So the over under right now is at 47, 47 and a half in some places. 60 percent of the public money is on the over, which I don't think that doesn't surprise me. Right. You've got Patrick Mahomes. You've got a very potent offense with the 49ers. However, I am on the under curious to get what you guys what side you guys are on. I think both these teams are going to be uber committed to running the football control time of possession you know, 49ers want to keep Mahomes off the field. Obviously, the Chiefs want to keep the 49ers very, you know, uh, high-end offense off the field. Also, we're seeing Andy Reid call a very different game here, like methodical, matriculate down the field, dare I say dink and dunk, eating up six to nine minutes per drive. We're talking about two elite defenses that now are actually in the postseason performing quite well in the red zone. So I'm going under the total. Also, really quick, a little note here. The head ref, Bill Vinvanovich, Vinovich, sorry, Bill Vinovich. Um, now, he was the ref who refed the 31-20 game for Kansas City, beating the 49ers in Super Bowl 54. Uh, he is a let him play kind of referee, No referee has called fewer roughing the passer penalties since 2018. In playoff games, just one roughing the passer penalty in 14 contests that he has officiated since 2012. So I just share that like in regard to what you can expect from this officiating crew. And also the under has hit 65% of the time that the games that Bill has been the lead official on. So again, I'm on the under here. Uh, Mike, let's go to you. What side are you on? Uh, yeah. What's the total points again? 47, 47 and a half. Yeah, I'm going to go over. Not by much, but I had it more like a, a 31-27 game. I think um, <clears throat> second half things kind of open up. I think Bill Vinovich is a really good official for what it's worth. I think they, uh, they got that right. Um, and look, you know, Let's hope, like, we're talking about this game for, you know, what we hope it is, right? Decided by the players on the field, not some, you know, BS call or, or that's over-officiated. But I agree with most of what you said, Anita, like the game script. I think both teams actually try to run the ball early. So, I'm sorry, but again, you're on the over, you're on the under. He's over. Yeah, my analysis says on the under, you're... but I'm going to take the over. <laughs> okay. So, Mike's on the over. I'm on the under. What about you, Amani? I'm on the over. I feel like Kansas City is going to run away with this. I've watched this San Francisco 49er defense. Really, I mean, I'm a Niner fan, so this is 100% just, I mean, I grew up a Niner fan, the Bay Area, team of the 80s. That was my, that, those were my guys. Joe Montana, Ronnie Lott, Bill Ring. Mm-hmm. Um, um, you know, it, it was just, it was a, you know, uh, Dwight Clark. Like, those were my guys. Um, I just feel like, the Niners, if you think this Niners team is playing the, their best football, you're whistling no. in the graveyard. You're sitting there right. saying, oh, but, you know, Kyle Shanahan, this and that. What they're doing, you know, how they got dis- dismantled by Detroit in the first three quarters of that football game was astounding. And also what they did against the first three quarters against the Green Bay Packers. I couldn't believe that that was actually happening because they should have technically lost both games if it wasn't for some – Offensive uh, over aggressiveness with Dan Campbell, and uh, you know just some inexperience of the of the uh, Green Bay Packers. This team shouldn't be in the Super Bowl. They are, but they shouldn't be. So I just feel like it's going to be the over 
But I think Kansas City Chiefs, they play so close to the vest, and they are not going to make mistakes and in, in open the door for the San Francisco 49ers team to even, to even breathe a little bit. I have the Kansas City Chiefs in a blowout. I think everybody's going to be more interested in Usher than in the game in the second half. So all three of us are on Kansas City winning. Amani and Mike are on the over of the game. I'm on the under of the game so far. We've got a ton of prop bets that I'm going to tee up for both Mike and Amani in the course of the next hour and 45 minutes and uh, find out what side they're on. Of course, we'll have my locks of the week. Uh, Last week, I gave you three overs. This week, I'm going to give you three unders. So I'm actually going to give you six bets uh, that you'll be able to make uh, per prop bets heading into uh, today's action. But before we take a break, and we've got Jordan Renan, who's going to be joining us next with a, a Giants update. They finally found their defensive coordinator, so we'll get an update there. But I want to share this with you. So if you guys recall, prior to the season starting, Oz the Mentalist did his tour around the NFL and, and stopped in with a few NFL teams, and, and you saw it. You saw it all over the NFL Network. You saw it all over ESPN. And, um, and so he made a stop with the Jets. At that point in time, Miko Hardman was a part of the Jets wide receiving core. Okay. Now this guy's like a, ma- a magician. If you don't, if, if you didn't see this, he's like a magician. He predicts things. He's like, like really crazy, like jaw dropping stuff that this guy did. If you recall prior to the season starting. So he's at the Jets. Miko Hardman is there. He calls Miko Hardman up to give Miko's prediction for this year's Super Bowl, okay? So Miko Hardman predicts his own team, which at that time was the Jets, to represent the AFC, and his team beating the 49ers is the 49ers being the team to represent the NFC. His team beating the 49ers 31-21. to Now Miko Hardman is a part of the Chiefs' wide receiving core. There's been 82 NFL games that have been decided by the score of 31-21 since 1945. If you recall back in 2020, Kansas City won 31-20. Never has there ever been a final score in the NFL Super Bowl with a score 31-21. This would be the first time. But here's the thing. You could wager on this being the final score at 80-1. to I'm going to do it. What say wow. you? I'm going to do it. Life. I'm going to 80, 80 to 1, 31, 21, wow. even though, again, I'm on the under, mm-hmm. but just for poops and giggles, mm-hmm. Oz the Mentalist has been phenomenal. You've seen him all over uh, a number of sports platforms. I, I, I'm just, I, I'm going to do it. 31, 21. You could, if that exact score, 80 to 1. Are you guys, in, are you guys, I'll, I'll put, I'll put a show wager on it for all of us. No. I'm not on it just because of the way this because of the mentalist. I, I can't I can't with the mentalist. I just can't do it. Sorry. <laughs> I can't Mike? ride with the mentalist well, because at the time he was on the Jets. I, I understand, but he said my team. He said my team. Miko Hardman said my team is going to beat the 49ers 31 21. Here, here's the question, Anita. What happens if the 49ers won 31 21? Does that cash in? Well, actually, interesting you ask, Mike, Mm. you could play the squares where you can wager that the final score ends 1-1 for 70 to 1. Got it. You can bet anything. Oh, yes, you can. So you (laughs) could take it from me. Um, Yes. So you could you could. So that's 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 another way that you could do it. 
is if maybe if you're on the 49, it, maybe you just believe in Oz the Mentalist. No. So you can bet, you can go and you can do a squares bet. What does that mean? It means you're, you're, you're predicting what the final, the, the last number is in both final scores. And Anita, you can do, you are so you good do at these one, stats. one at seven to one, at 70 to one. You are so good at these stats. What is the stats behind the mentalist and his track record of calling Super Bowls? That I don't know. Wow. You got to know I that. Know. You got to know. Nah, I'm joking. That I don't know. Uh, quick break. We come back. We'll hear from Jordan Renan with our Giants report. They have found a defensive coordinator. Should we be excited about it? That next here on 90.7 ESPN. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sports book of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Now, back to New York Game Day with Amani Toomer, Mike Tannenbaum, and Anita Marks. There we go. Ooh, DJ got his falling in love know. again. Yeah, Eight I to one. my mind because that one is a... Uh, Mike, we're trying to decide what the first song is going to be right out of the box for Usher tonight. We're we're on yeah, yeah, yeah at plus 350. But now DJ got us falling in love again, 8 to 1. Ooh. Mm, I'll go I'll go with that. Yeah? What well, wait, yeah. wait, wait, wait. We're not we we've got quite a few more songs we're going to play throughout the show, you know, just um so right now you're leaning towards that. Amani and I are on yeah. I don't know. I might be off of that because you know what? Yeah is such a hit. It's right? like a closer, right? Mm. And then one is just like, that is very like a pop song. So that would bring more people. Ah, wow. This is tough. I, you know, I know he has a big library of, of music over 30 years, but uh, it's got to be a song that everybody knows. And that is soon like, but the, I think that's going to, you know what? Let me stick with my guns. I think that's going to be it. Because that, you know, just those two notes, everybody knows the song already. Amani, you're hilarious. So Amani and I are leaning towards Yeah right now. Mike is leaning towards DJ. We still have more songs that we're going to play for you. We'll have a final decision at the end of the show. But now it's time for our Jordan Renan report brought to you by Sansone Automall. Top 10 top brands, over 2,000 vehicles, one place, Sansone Automall in Woodbridge. So, uh, Jordan, welcome in. Great to have you on the show as always, as you've been a, a staple of the show all season long. The Giants finally find their defensive coordinator. Tell us all about him. Yeah, I mean, look, they, they got a defensive coordinator, Shane Bowen. He comes from Tennessee. Um, to me, I think it's important that he's called plays before. I don't think that they're in a situation where it would have been advisable to go with a guy who 
hasn't called plays before in his career and uh, then therefore has to learn on the fly. Not saying that you can't get a great defensive coordinator that way, but we have to be realistic about the situation with the Giants here. There's pressure on Brian Dable and Joe Shane in this regime in year three. Uh, so to have to learn on the fly, I think that to me would not have been the best route to go. So Shane Bowen comes with experience, uh, had some decent defenses in Tennessee. But one thing he had done very well, and his defenses have done very well, they've consistently performed well in the red zone. Mm. And I think that's obviously important because that means the other team does not score a lot of points. Now, how much... And, uh, um, Jordan, now, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead, go, Mike. Go ahead. It's the Giants. You go first. Okay. Well, well, I mean, then every time in the show, we'd all go, go first because the Giants are the premier team in New York. I'm just I'm oh, not going to start. Boy. But anyway, um, <laughs> when you look at uh, this defense coordinator, how important was it that they get a guy, a 4-3 guy, so that they can kind of stay a little bit, excuse me, a 3-4 guy, sorry, a 3-4 yeah, yeah. guy, so they could stay a little bit consistent with keeping everybody where they are, not moving um, Thibodeau to, to down to a down lineman and keeping him as a linebacker. To me, it's more. It's not. It's not necessarily Thibodeau. It's even more Dexter Lawrence. Like their best player yeah, on I mean, defense is Dexter Lawrence. Mm-hmm. He he took his game to a different level. He's a different player when he's playing that three four nose tackle spot. And if you're building your defense and building this team, to me, it needed to be around Dexter Lawrence. And you didn't want him to go back and sort of you know play any sort of shade or you know uh, a three technique kind of guy. Like you want him playing over the nose tackle as much as humanly possible because. That's where he's turned into not just a good player, like a dominant player. So, uh, yeah, I do think that. And, yeah, Kayvon Thibodeau, I think, also would benefit from a 3-4. A, a so, look, like I said before, there is pressure for them to succeed this year. Going and, and having a whole new scheme. First of all, they're going to have a new scheme anyway. But to then change formations on top of that and have yeah, to play, you know, a 4-3, that just, yeah, that's a lot. Look what happened to the Eagles this past year. I know they didn't change that necessarily scheme, but the two coordinator changes, I mean, to me, that's like the number one thing when you look at that team of where it kind of fell apart for them this year compared to the previous season. Uh, So the least amount of change possible, right? Obviously there was going to be significant change here, but you want to minimize that. And, you know, changing to a 4-3, I think, would have been difficult. They don't necessarily have the personnel for it. I don't think Kayvon Thibodeau is ideal for their – I don't think Dexter Lawrence is ideal for the, for that. And those are their two probably biggest assets on defense to build around. Hey, Jordan, now that uh, that's uh, all done in terms of your coaching staff, sort of like moving forward to uh, the offseason, what are your th- initial thoughts on Saquon Barkley, their, mm. their first draft choice? Like, wh- where do you think uh, the priorities are for them now? Yeah, I said this on DNR earlier this week. It seems like the greases are being, uh, the skids are being greased at least for Saquon Barkley to hit free agency. Not necessarily leave, but say, okay, hey, you think, you know, your value is at what it is? Go get. Let's see you get it on the open market. Then kind of, you know, then they'll come back to us. We'll make a decision. So, I think that Saquon Barkley situation is clearly going to be up in the air. Mm-hmm. Um, whether he's back and at what price he's back. And I think both sides want to be back, but they both want to do it on their own terms. Mm. So we'll kind of see how that plays out. And in regards to the draft, I think it's the quarterback situation is one that we definitely need to watch. And, you know, 
what happens at the top of the draft? Are the do we know for sure? Like, no, I don't think the answer is no. I mean, the answer is no on this. What the Bears do? I think what the Bears do with that number one pick will do a lot in dictating how the quarterbacks go. Um, you know, the Giants. You know, they they like Daniel Jones. They like Daniel Jones, the player. Mm-hmm. But Daniel Jones has two neck injuries and a you know, torn ACL that he's coming off of now. That's a lot for any general manager and team to invest in long-term and say, okay, this is our guy. We're building around this guy. So if the right opportunity presents itself, I fully expect Joe Shane to be super aggressive here, whether it's moving up towards the top in the top five, whether it's moving back up into the back half of the second round in a deep quarterback draft. I fully expect the Giants to at least have that on the table and see how it all plays out. I love Drake May. I'd be I'd be so thrilled if they move up and 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 go get him. Uh, I'm probably that would involve bit... really getting up really high, though, wouldn't it? Do you think? I think so. I mean, Mike. I I know that we're a ways away uh, from uh, the not a ways away, but just two weeks away from the combine and whatnot. Um, you know, have have you have you looked at film? Your your thoughts on on Drake May compared to Caleb Williams? Yeah, no, Anita, and to your credit, you've been on him for a while. Like, I, I like him a lot. You know, you can nitpick, certainly, like, the Virginia game. He didn't play very well. The NC State game was okay. Um, but talking to some people around the league, some people think, you know, when it's all said and done, I think it'll be something like 70% of the teams will have Caleb Williams first, but there'll be 15% that'll have Drake May, 15% probably have Jaden Daniels. There's some people that I really trust and respect that, really think the role of Drake may from a attribute standpoint um, physically, he's exactly what you want. So um, I do think he'll be, you know, one of the first two players picked. Yeah. I, I think he's Justin Herbert 2.0, if not better uh, what? before we let you yeah, do. Um, wow. uh, I do. Um, before we let you go, Jordan, I know we had you on last week uh, with your Super Bowl pick. Any changes there? Who do you have winning today? What's your final score? No, nah, I'm sticking. I, I know you guys mocked me last week, but I'm I'm sticking with the. Uh, I'm not betting against Patrick Mahomes. I, the more you think about it, okay, the 49ers have the better team, right, all around roster probably, but the Kansas City Chiefs have the better quarterback and head coach. And to me, when you look at that, and in this situation, especially in this game, Andy Reid, when what's his record off five weeks, right? I mean, it's outrageous. I, I just I just can't get myself to go. Yeah, against, we're uh, we're all Patrick we're all you're who, who yeah you? you're you're part of the party here. We're we're all in Kansas City, which is kind yeah. kind of frightening. Yeah, no, I didn't. But I, we're I, on the underdog, right? We're on the underdog, so hey, and I know all the money's going elsewhere, but they're still the underdog in this game. I think that's wishful thinking. I I don't think people are actually watching the the trends of the of the way these two teams are playing. Because if you can't tell me that the 49ers are playing better football than the Kansas City Chiefs are playing their best football in the entire season. So I, I, can't, I can't go with that. I'm with you. Jordan Renan report brought to you by Samsung Automall. Make your best deal right now at Samsung Automall. Tell them Bart Scott sent you. Take an extra $1,000 off your best deal. Call 1-800-SAMSUNG cool today. Jordan, thank you so much. Enjoy the game. All right, everyone. Enjoy the game. It's been a fun season. Thanks for having me. You got it. Thanks, Absolutely. Thank um, yeah. And, and as I said earlier, majority of tickets are on the Kansas City Chiefs, but the big money, you know, like the Drakes out there that are throwing a million dollars on this game 
are on the 49ers. So, uh, so I very Drake, interesting. I thought Drake bet on the Chiefs. He did. He yeah. bet. He bet. I'm saying. I'm saying. He bet a million dollars on the Chiefs. What I'm saying is the majority of tickets are on the Kansas City Chiefs to win, but the majority of big player money, he like the, the guys who do the guy, the guys who do bet a million dollars, five hundred thousand yeah. dollars, like more money is being placed on the 49ers. More tickets on the Kansas City Chiefs, but more big player money on the 49ers, Mike. To, to lose so, or to win? Like, wait a minute. So you're saying the Niners? So Drake, when he bet, who did he bet is going to win the game? He he bet he bet he put 1.15 million dollars down that the Kansas City Chiefs are going to win. How is that public? How does everybody know how much he bet? Does he does he put it out there? He has to, right? I'm sure he he had to put it out there. Yeah, somebody yeah. had to put it out there. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Um, I, don't know. I think it was Bleacher Report was was reporting that, and they're they're pretty stand-up organization uh when we come back we'll do a deeper dive into some of these prop bets out there anytime Uh touchdown anytime touchdown who's gonna score two touchdowns all the things um sal craig i see you guys have been holding on for a second we'll get to your calls as well we also have rich samini who's going to be joining this hour with the jets report uh woody johnson putting robert sala joe d on um what what what, what, what word should we use on notice thank you Oh, money. Good thing for that Michigan education. Right here on 98.7 ESPN. (laughs) This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now, back to New York Game Day with Amani Toomer, Mike Tannenbaum, and Anita Marks. This is Burn. 21 to 1. That this will be the first song. Nope, not feeling it. Need to come out strong. Need to come out with something that's going to get the, the juices flowing. Right? Boop, boop. Boop, boop. Yep. We're not, we're not on that. Right, Mike? You're with us. <laughs> uh, I'm with you, Anita. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that. One. It's a great song, but it's like that's more to kind of wind it down, but or in the middle to kind of like you know just to show off his library because that is an awesome song. Um. All right. Uh, around the league, brought to you by Telemordu Irish Whiskey, uh, and uh, we're making this a prop bet segment. That's for sure. Sal and Craig, we're going to get to you in just a second, so hang tight. Anytime touchdown. Christian McCaffrey is like minus 250, 280. What does that mean? You have to lay $280 down for every $100 you win back. So uh, I'll probably use that as a parlay. I'll add that into like a parlay bet. 
But probably my favorite anytime touchdown is Pacheco at minus 120. Here's Travis Kelsey, anytime touchdown, minus 110. Kittle, plus 180. Here's something interesting. Are you guys aware that Patrick Mahomes has not scored a rushing touchdown all season long? Isn't that amazing? Yeah. Um, And he has 14 red zone rushes. He has rushed 14 times while in the red zone, but zero touchdowns to show for it. You could wager that Patrick Mahomes is going to find the end zone for the first time all season with his legs at 4-1. to one. Kansas City Chiefs defense, pick six or a fumble return, plus 650. Uh, and also, I think Noah Gray is going to be a sneaky good play today. Noah Gray anytime touchdown at plus 850. Any of those interest you guys? I think Patrick Bowen scoring with his legs to me. Uh, that's a uh, that's stunning. I didn't realize that. Yeah, he's so effective in the, in the so effective running the football. It makes him even tougher. Like a quarterback that can run for a first down or a touchdown in the red zone is such a weapon because you always got to hate leave somebody back to kind of look after him. So I I think that that is probably the one that stuck out the most for me, just like mine. Also in the regular season. Uh, Patrick Mahomes averages four to five rush attempts a game in the postseason. That uptick is six to seven. Mm. I think the the mentality is, listen, we're here. It's winner go home. Uh, more apt to risk his body uh, in the postseason, specifically, I'm sure, in the Super Bowl as well. So, um, so Patrick Mahomes, anytime touchdown, four to one. You could wager that these dudes are going to score two touchdowns in the game. Christian McCaffrey plus 225, Pacheco plus 475, Travis Kelsey 5 to 1, Mahomes 45 to 1 that he scores two rushing touchdowns. Any of those you guys are going to dabble in? I think McCaffrey. That's the only one I think of. Scores two? Yeah. Mike? Yeah, I think for San Francisco to win, he's going to have to have a massive day, which he can, by the way. And going back to the Jordan Renan discussion, you know, the better McCaffrey plays, the more that helps the Saquon Barkley's mm. of the world and the value that the running back position still has. It's you know, it's so funny that like in the Super Bowl, they, they that 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 becomes the trend. I remember when uh, I came out, Mike, Michael Irvin was a big you know the big receiver was in, and so everybody wanted big receivers. It's just weird how it just is so caught up in the moment to where the next year everybody's going after that body type or that position. It just seems really strange to me. After all the years of the NFL, that they're still so cyclical in who wins the Super Bowl. Everybody got to get the exact same person. I'm also going to dabble in Pacheco scoring in Kansas City, straight up winning at plus 215. Same with Kelsey at plus 240. And same with Mahomes at 8-1. to one. Here's some fun cross sports. And Mike, you might appreciate this one. The winner in the Phoenix Open having more birdies than Debo Samuel receptions. Now, last year, Scotty Scheffler won. He had four birdies in the final round. In 2022, Scotty Scheffler won. He had eight birdies in the final round. And in 2021, Brooks Kepka won. He had three birdies in the final round. So the winner of the Phoenix Open, more birdies in the final round or Debo Samuel receptions. What side are you on, Mike? Oof, boy, it's a tough one. I'm going to go uh, Debo Samuel. I think he's going to have a lot of catches today. Maybe not for a lot of yards, but I think he'll he'll get a lot of uh, lot of touches. I'm I'm going opposite direction. I'm I'm going. I think it's going to be Justin Thomas. 
I think JT is going to win this bad boy. And, um, and, and I've got, I've got more birdies than Debo Samuel receptions. Uh, if it was Travis Kelsey, I'd feel differently. I think Travis Kelsey is going to have a big game, uh, in regard to targets and receptions. Um, here's one that, uh, I talked about earlier, no touchback on the opening kickoff. Now this is interesting over the last 32 Super Bowls, no touchback, 28 of the 32. Why? And you guys, I'm sure know this better than anyone. They use the commemorative ball for the opening kickoff. So, um, it's heavier, it's harder, uh, obviously field goal kickers, you know, the start of the game, they're nervous. You got butterflies uh, rushing around. And if the 49ers are kicking first, I love it. Moody seven for seven against Detroit in regard to no touchbacks. So, and you could get this at plus two thirty. So you could wager that there's not going to be a touchback on the opening kickoff for every $100 you lay down, you get back $230 thoughts. I think that this is there's two two reasons why I think I disagree. One, people don't realize that Vegas is at altitude. It's like twenty one hundred feet. It's it's really high up there. The air's a little thinner. So I don't I believe it will be a touchback. But then you've been waiting just like you said, you've been waiting for two weeks. If I'm a returner, who knows how many more opportunities I'm gonna get to touch the ball in the Super Bowl. So whew, I I guess I just went against myself, but and, and you want to make a play, you want to make sure that you get an opportunity to be the Desmond Howard MVP of the Super Bowl. So oh, I feel like it's good. He's, everybody's going to be so charged up at thin altitude. I'm, I'm going to say it's going to be a touchback, regardless Mike? of the ball. Touchback uh, or no? I'm, I'm going to say touchback. I agree with him on Okay. Hey, listen, this is why, this is why I, I'm getting 230 for no touchback. And you obviously are going to be thinking about me. Uh, when there is no touchback later on. The <laughs> uh, that, that was Around the League brought to you by Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey because when it's game time, it's Tully time. Tullamore Dew, the original triple distilled, triple blended, triple cast matured Irish whiskey. Be sure to grab a Tullamore Dew or try the brand new Tullamore Dew Honey. Glasses up to enjoying Tullamore Dew responsibly. Please make sure you do that. Also, this portion of the show brought to you by Bet365, whatever the sport. Whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. Let's take some calls uh, before we get to Rich Samini. Let's go to Sal and Duchess. He's been holding on for quite a while. Sal, you've got a prop bet for us. What is it? Yes. Good morning to all you guys. Happy Super Bowl Sunday. I got three prop bets, and then I got two questions. If you could let me well, you know, gotta, please. you got to make it, Sal. Okay, make yes, it quick. yes, really quick. Okay, my two prop bets that I, you know, whatever. The first one is that he's going to get stacked three times. Who's he? Uh, Purdy. Purdy's going to get okay. sacked three times. Gotcha. He's going to throw two interceptions. Mm-hmm. And the big bomb, Mike's big bomb, I'm going to take over his thing today, is going to be that he's not going to throw no touchdowns. No touchdowns. And if I could get my question in. One um, question, is, Sal. What you got? Okay. Is uh, Eric Bieniemy there for just to prep the offense up, or is he there for next season too? Thank you very much. You got it, Sal. And- Mike, what, what are you, again, folks listening, uh, enemy no longer with Washington, uh, apparently made his trip to Vegas to give the Kansas City Chiefs a pep talk. Uh, what are you hearing about enemy Mike? I wouldn't be surprised if you wanted about with Kansas City in some role. I mean, um, it, to me, it would be make sense from both sides. So let's see how things play on the coming days after the game. Mike, what, what's the deal there? You know, why, 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 
you know, why why do you feel that Bienemy is has had a, a really a rough road here in regards to trying to get a head coaching job? You know, windows open and closed, and he certainly had a window there, Anita, that you know he was deserving. Um, you know, based on how well Kansas City's played, based on how much he impacted the development of Patrick Mahomes, he sort of bet on himself to get out of the shadow of like Andy Reid, where obviously the marketplace was giving. A lot more of the credit to Andy Reid than Eric Bieniemy, and then you know, unfortunately, when he got to Washington, they just didn't play as well. And you know, now like, not to say the window's closed forever, but clearly, you know, he didn't get a lot of action this past cycle. Uh, let's go to Craig. Craig, welcome in. Hey, good morning. I, you know, I could roll with that logic, but you know, they gave Matt Nagy and Doug Peterson a head coaching job, so it just doesn't make sense to me either, unless he blows interviews. But I called in to talk about. Um, Purdy and the Niners, and I can do this all in about 35 seconds. Here we go. Purdy, 30 touchdown passes, 31, which, by the way, is the most that Montana ever had in 13 games of a 16-game season, to his credit. But uh, fifth in yards, first in touchdowns uh, per completion. Excuse me, first in yards per completions and 9.6 by more than a yard ahead of Lamar, Stroud, and, uh, and Tua. Now, so I, but you know, I'm with Imani. I've been a Niners fan my whole life. I'm 52, just a couple years older than Imani, and I've seen all those championship teams. This team's got a lot of great players, but they don't play like those championship teams. Exactly. Now, I'm not saying they can't win, but let's suppose, just for intrigue, Kansas City wins. Only eight times in the Super Bowl history has there has a team had a chance to three peat. They failed all eight times. Um, Pittsburgh had two opportunities to do that, and then uh, seven other franchises. So. To me, if, if, the, if the Chiefs win this, that's going to be so intriguing to Andy Reid. There's no way he's going to walk away from, from a chance to, to, to make that kind of history. So, I mean, I'm rooting for my Niners, but like I said, I'm with Imani. I don't think they look as good. I think they look vulnerable this year, uh, more so than they have in, other, in years past. Craig, thanks for the phone call. Uh, appreciate it. Uh, yeah, there's some talk and speculation that Andy Reid uh, could potentially retire um, if – uh, at the end of the Super Bowl, win or lose, uh, Mike, your thoughts on that? Are, are yeah, would, I mean, you, would you be shocked I, if, if Andy Reed, if they win and Andy Reid retires? I would be surprised. I don't think I'd be shocked. Um, I uh, look, he's obviously much closer to the end than the beginning. You know, to go out on top, you know, maybe he becomes like you know the president of operations for the Chiefs or something like that. Um, you know, we'll see. Um, it's a long year. It's a grind. But on the other hand, you'd say, hey, you got Patrick Mahomes. Why would you stop now? Um, quick break. We come back. Uh, we heard from Jordan Renan with a Giants update. Let's hear from Rich Samini, uh, owner Woody Johnson, uh, putting Robert Sala and Joe D on, on notice. Uh, some of the things that he said while he was out in Vegas. We'll get an update from Rich Samini next right here on 98.7 ESPN. Now, back to New York Game Day with Amani Toomer, Mike Tannenbaum, and Anita Marks. Love in the club. 10 to 1. Love in this club. Nope. 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 Not feeling it, right? The NFL is not going to want any part of making love in the club. (laughs) 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 Nope. 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 No chance of warbrobe malfunction either no no nope. i think they're uh they're you know they're the disney crowd they want you know they want uh it to be a family friendly 
You don't want kids is, asking. It what is are you now Disney about, Plus. Mommy, Daddy. No, they don't want that. <laughs> Not even a little bit. This um, is a family-friendly show. Lots exactly. of new eyeballs today. <laughs> Yeah. So 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 as of right now, we're leaning more towards yeah, and DJ got us falling in love again. Uh, time now for the Rich Samini report, brought to you by Sansone Auto Mall. Top, Ten top brands, over two thousand vehicles, one place. Sansone Auto Mall in Woodbridge, talking about the Jets. Rich, welcome in. Happy Super Bowl Sunday to you. How you doing? Uh, great, and to you guys as well. And I believe this is the twenty-year anniversary of that wardrobe malfunction. By the way. Uh, <laughs> I was covering that game. It, it made for a very bizarre game story that night, for sure. I was, yeah. I was, I was there uh, in Atlanta, and I was just like, what, "What just did that just happen? What just wait? Rewind!" Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, can't, I yep. can't believe Justin Timberlake didn't catch any cla- flack for that. It was I know all he's on the one her. who it exposed the, it. Was the most it. ridiculous, uh, being a fake, uh, uh, being upset at. The person who got their shirt ripped. Forget it. Let me just go on. Go ahead. I know. Sorry. I know. We've derailed. All right, yeah. Rich. Uh, let's Rich let's do a deep dive into this Jets um, update, and that is Woody Johnson out there in Las Vegas putting Robert Sala and Joe D. You know, uh, kind of. I don't want to say under the bus, but like on notice, coming out and saying, "Well, we didn't have a backup quarterback." Well, Woody, you guys drafted him. Um, and on top of that, uh, wanting Robert Sala, a defensive minded coach to focus in on the offense of side of the ball. So your thoughts on Woody Johnson's comments this week? Yeah, well, uh, he made those comments to a few reporters on the red carpet and then spoke to uh, Jeff Darlington of ESPN on the red carpet. And there's a lot to unpack there. A lot of different ways we could go. Um, I, I was surprised by the comments, for sure. I, I thought some of them were unnecessary, uh, and I found it interesting that, you know, with three games left in the season, he came out in support of Salah and Douglas, very supportive and, and liked the way they were going. And all of a sudden, he comes out, you know, a few weeks after the season and drops the hammer on him. And, look, we all know that this is a must-win situation for, for Sala and Douglas. They, they pretty much have to make the playoffs. Woody Johnson basically said that. And so that's not news. The fact that he came out and voiced it publicly was surprising. The stuff about Zach Wilson I thought was gratuitous. I mean, look, we know Zach Wilson's not going to be on the team. If there was any doubt about that, it's gone now after what Woody Johnson said. And I just thought it was a gratuitous shot at Wilson. We know he hasn't performed over the last three years. The draft pick hasn't worked out. It's been a spectacular failure, to be quite honest. And Joe Douglas blew it last year by going into the season, you know, with Zach Wilson as his backup. And Woody Johnson slammed him on that. And so, obviously, it's going to hurt their trade value. Not that Zach Wilson has much trade value, but whatever trade value has, Johnson's comments are certainly not going to help. But the thing that I found most interesting, as you alluded to, Anita, was the, the comment he made to Jeff Darlington about you know Salah concentrating on offense. Uh, he's been in the NFL for two decades. He's been a defensive-minded coach. He's never coached offense before in his life, except for a brief stint as a graduate assistant at Michigan State way back when, which really doesn't count. Mm, but nothing counts. That is very curious. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, ouch. Ooh, says the Michigan man. But uh, so, Shout you know, the, the uh, you know, I found that really surprising. And 
I don't know what Salah can add to the offense. I think essentially they're putting him over there to be a babysitter for Nathaniel Hackett, who, you know, did a poor job last year with the offense. But look, we all know who's running the offense next year. It's going to be Aaron Rodgers. Mm -hmm. So I'm curious to get an explanation from Robert Salah, who has not talked since the end of the season, just on what exactly that means. And Rich, what about, um, like when you assess their needs, like would you prioritize an offensive lineman or a quarterback for them? Well, as Woody Johnson said uh, on the carpet, uh, offense, 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 you know, what their needs are. And very specifically, Mike, yes, offensive line. I think you're going to see them sign one or two offensive linemen in free agency. I think they really, the way the Jets see, I think they only have two offensive linemen that they're counting on to start, and that would be AVT and Joe Tippman. I think uh, Lakin Tomlinson is, is a strong candidate to be a cap casualty. And I think they'll sign one or two uh, starting caliber players. And then I think they're going to draft an offensive tackle with that 10th pick. Um, and there should be, and they're lucky because this is a really strong year for offensive tackles that you can get one probably at any point in the first round. So the Jets will be drafting into a strength. Uh, the Jets constantly are blaming their whole season on their quarterback. I mean, you know, first they had, uh, you know, they had um, the guy who was a backup for, his name is slipping my mind, backup for the Niners right now from SC. Then they Sam drafted Darnold. Zach, was that? Sam Darnold. Yeah, Sam Darnold. Sorry about that. Sam Darnold. Then they, oh, he's not good, so let's get somebody else. And they bring in Zach Wilson. Oh, he's not good. And they bring him somebody else. It just, don't, when are they going to realize that it takes an organization to raise a quarterback? And, you can't just put somebody out there and change coaches, co- you know, coordinators every year and expect the quarterback to be good. When are they going to realize that it's not – maybe it's their approach why they're taking some of these quarterbacks who they draft in the top ten, and then all of a sudden there's a, a year or two later, oh, they're no good and making fun of them. I mean, I think they're making fun of themselves, the fact that they can't develop a quarterback. Yeah, that's why I thought Johnson's comments were – in poor form just because it, it just adds to the uh, a layer of dysfunction. It shows how they've gotten it wrong. And I thought just a moment ago, Amani, you said it really well. It's, it takes an organization to develop a quarterback and the Jets. And I'm not just saying with Zach Wilson, I'm, I'm going back, uh, you know, a few years to the to Sam Darnold. The Jets have really put on a clinic on how not to develop yeah. a quarterback. I mean, they admitted they made a mistake with Zach Wilson when they drafted him. Joe Douglas and both Salah have said that they should have had him on the bench to start with, and they should have had a veteran guy that he could learn from. And so that was mistake number one, taking a kid from BYU who played you know, the softest schedule in the country in his last year at BYU, a COVID-affected schedule, who really had no idea of how to play NFL football, and they put him out there right away. And he went through a lot of difficult struggles, got injured. And finally, by the third year, they realized, oh, yeah, let's put him on the bench and have him learn from a veteran. You know, and they go out and get Aaron Rodgers. But by then, Wilson was basically ruined. You know, they took a Hail Mary on trying to resurrect his career as a backup. But we all know how that went. You know, bad luck also plays into it. And he had to play a lot sooner than anyone ever imagined. He goes in there. And he failed, and they, I thought they mishandled him along the way. They didn't coach him well, and this is going back to the previous staff as well, changing coordinators, changing coaches. Like I said, you know, and I'm not, I'm not saying that these quarterbacks would have been stars anyway, but I think they could have been cultivated better for sure. 
Again, Rich Samini joining us here on 98.7 ESPN. He's got a fantastic podcast uh, called Flight Deck. Make sure you uh, download it, listen to it, however you consume your podcast. Anita, what, yep. what, Anita, what makes a podcast fantastic? Um, well, my last guest great. wasn't half bad. <laughs> there you go. Oh, I knew that was, a little selfie promotion. I got there. That. We go. That was that, that was yeah. heading somewhere. Uh, Rich, before <laughs> we let you go, a lot of talk and speculation that Zach Wilson is going to be traded. Uh, a, do you believe that's going to happen? What would be the compensation for that? And of course, B, before we let you go, uh, your Super Bowl pick and uh, and final score today. Yeah, I think Zach Wilson will be traded. Um, it's not going to be a blockbuster deal. I, I think both sides have agreed. In fact, they, they had basically during the season agreed to move on. I think it's best for both sides. Zach Wilson needs to change the scenery. Uh, I, in fact, I wrote a story about this last week. I, I spoke to uh, you know several people around the league, a cross-section of personnel and scouts and coaches, just to try to get a feel of what he would bring back in a trade and uh, it's not going to be much. I think the consensus was, you know, maybe a sixth or seventh round pick. I, I spoke to one assistant coach from a team, and I said, what would you give up, you know, for Zach Wilson? And this coach, admittedly not a fan of Zach Wilson, said, I give up a two-week stay at a Best Western, <laughs> which is really kind of a slam on Zach Wilson. So I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of interest out there. It could be a situation where they maybe they uh, swap picks with a team in the fifth or sixth round, one of those kind of deals. Um, it's hard to project. I, I think Minnesota, maybe uh, Los Angeles Rams, maybe. I think Zach Wilson really wants to go to a team where there's a really strong offensive coach in a system like the Shanahan system or the West Coast offense that he's familiar with. So that's about half the league is running that system now. So they're not going to get a whole lot for Zach Wilson. But I, and once I think it won't happen until the game of musical quarterbacks is over. I mean, he's going to be toward the end. You have the big name guys like Russell Wilson and Justin Fields. Those will be the first, you know, ducks to fall. And then when when it gets around to the backups, then I think he'll he'll find a place. Uh, but he, uh, Zach Wilson will not be with the Jets. And then the next question becomes like, who are they going to get to replace him? So I do think they'll be very active in the backup quarterback market. And my who Super wins Bowl the pick, Super Bowl today, Rich? Yep. It's Kansas City. It's uh, 31-24, and, you know, I'm going to sim- I'm not going to overthink it here. Patrick Mahomes is the best player on the field, and uh, Andy Reid is, is an outstanding coach. They've been in this before, and I, I'm just going with Mahomes. I mean, his record in playoff games is outstanding. He bas- he's basically hasn't had a bad game, and so I'm, I'm riding with the hot hand there, and I'm just betting on Mahomes. All right, five for five outside of, of course, uh, Robert Guerrero, who covers the 49ers. Uh, obviously, he's picking his team to win 24-17. Uh, but, Rich, always great having you on. Thank you so much for joining us each and every Sunday throughout the football season. We really do appreciate it here. Thank you. All right, my pleasure. Enjoy the game. You got it. We kick off hour number three of New York game day. We've got my locks of the week. If you recall, last week I told you to put place bets on overs – because those lines change as we get closer to kickoff. Today, I'm going to share with you some unders. Uh, so stay tuned. Locks of the Week next here on 98.7 ESPN. 
This is New York Game Day, presented by Bet365. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. Slowman's low prices, zero sacrifices. For 100 years, Slowman's has been a staple in home comfort. Call 1-866-OIL-DEAL. And by Nissan, you deserve a car that thrills you. And Nissan's got an exciting full line that'll put goosebumps on your goosebumps. Experience the thrill yourself. Shop your local Nissan store at Nissan.com today.